When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us now from Louisiana are the beloved parents of the Robertson family and the stars of the hit TV series, Duck Dynasty, Phil and Miss Kay Robertson. How are you, friends? Hello. How's it going? I've heard the news that a new movie is coming out all about your life, all about your love story, and all about your faith story. What do you think about that, and how did this come to be? Well, I certainly didn't dream it up, so that y'all can rule me out, all our listeners out here. My children, Willie Boy, Al, Zach, Zach. Yep, Zach, my little nephew, they all got together, unbeknownst to me, and dreamed up this movie idea. The movie's about my life. I told them, I said, this is going to be very embarrassing to show my sinful behavior. My conversion was at 28, so this is from about 16 to 28, and how I rolled. If it helps convert one person to Jesus Christ, I'm all in. Well, it shows the power of God in changing somebody. And I don't know how I stayed with him during that time when I look back at it, but I did. My grandmother said, when you hook up, you stay that way. She said, you're always going to say and believe that God will help your marriage and help your relationship. Are you both playing yourselves in the movie, or do you have other actors who's going to be Phil and Kay? No, we have other actors. Now, do you approve of the actors that are going to be playing yourself in the movie? Do you know who they're going to be? Yes, we've seen them. And the one for me looks like me. And uh, we met and talked, and she's, she's a real sweet person. I, I like that she's playing me. And how about you, Phil? The guy who played me, I think he was of British descent. He spent a little time with us to see what the, the, the redneck language barriers are or not. And, uh, and he sure acted like he was one. I've been just watching it, kind of lean back, watching from time to time. They'll show me a clip or two of it. Embarrassing on one side, but it does show the truth about human beings and uh, their life being miserable without Jesus. They're taking about a, a slice that's from uh, 16 to 28, our life together, Miss Kay here, and her wait for me to finally straighten up. So uh, I repented and came to Jesus, and it is a pitiful, pitiful sight on what a man can get, his, get, get himself into. You, you met when you were teenagers, Phil and Kay. Uh, Kay, what did you think when you first saw Phil? Was it love at first sight? It really was love at first sight. I love the fact that he was tall, and I love the fact that he was a football player. But even more, I love the fact that he hunted and fished. And most women don't look at that, but because that's what my daddy did, I wanted uh, the person I wanted to be with to do that also. And uh, my daddy passed away when I was 14. So it was almost like when I hooked up with Phil and he did hunt and fish, then that part was back where it should be. 
that I was with somebody that did that, and I liked it. Now, Miss Kate, how did you come to faith in the Lord Jesus? I always thought I was just the best little girl that ever was. My problem was I thought I was good with or without God, which is not true. And uh, I think because I was better than some people in my family, I just made myself the better person and not understanding that I'm not just because I wasn't doing as bad of things as other people were doing. But I had to come to the realization that only through Jesus could I be who I needed to be. And only then he gets the glory for uh, the, the good that I do, which I hope I do good and more. But I, I did try, and I was with my grandmother a lot, so... I didn't have a lot of bad things going on that other people did in the, at that age. And I, I really attribute it to my um, Christian grandmother and being with her so much. But again, uh, my mother was an alcoholic, and so I had some problems. My daddy died when I was 14. So a lot of things did happen. And when I was in the dating scene, I think when I felt for Phil, I just knew that's the one I want to be with forever. And, of course, it turned out to be, even though we had a rocky start. Well, I'm so glad that the Lord got a hold of you, and I know there was a big change in your life. Phil, how did you react to her coming to faith in Jesus? Did you, did you react in, like, hey, I like that, I want that too? I didn't pay much attention to it because at the time, I was living the life of a heathen, so it took some time to become one in Christ I was 28. I, I look back at it now. I mean, good night. It's been right at 50 years. I had a daughter that came out of that sinful behavior during that time frame, and she didn't know I was her dad for 45 years, Kirk. But this girl, amazingly, uh, was a godly person from a very young age. All I told her was, I said, all I can tell you is, little girl, is welcome aboard. God can heal it, everything if you just give it to him. What a beautiful illustration of that truth in scripture that God works all things together for the good, for those who love him and are the called according to his purpose. He, he sure is doing that in, in your life. Miss Kay, I wanna know, did you ever think that God could convert Phil Robertson, someone who was so far down the rabbit hole of sin and waywardness did you think that he could do for Phil what he did for you? I really believed that he could, but I didn't know it would take 10 years because that's what I waited 10 years, and he was terrible in those 10 years. I mean, I had many times that I thought, did I do the right thing? But I'd look at my children and know that I did by having them, but then i just pray and believe that God can change him because other people wouldn't think he'd be changed. They didn't believe me. That's right, sometimes we, we, we give up hope, but there's always hope because God raises the dead. And, and then you began to, to see Phil talking to the preacher and, and God began to work in his life. What were some of the changes that you and your kids began to see in your husband? He has been the most distrustful person I know, and I would see him actually just kind of trusting in something and not question me on everything I did or who I was with. 
and all that, and that was lovely that he, it took him a long time to completely get over that liking of trust, but that was one of the things I could see. And then the fact that he started liking people that were not just like him. Like if they, they didn't hunt or fish, but he still liked them, which was unusual. At the time, the reason I had such a terrible time trusting someone is that I didn't trust me as far as I could see me. And I learned I could trust in God. It took me, oh, 40 years, 40 years to trust myself as far as I could see me. But when that came along, it really helped me a lot. If you'll do what's right, the, you can receive God's spirit through your faith in Jesus. You will receive from the spirit love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I learned those things from God and I got to where I could trust myself. That's a good word for all of us. Uh, God grows things often slowly and, and, and that's how the best things are grown. It doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes it does, I suppose. Uh, lightning happens in a flash, but heart transformation uh, begins in an instant and takes a lifetime to develop And as he sanctifies us. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Miss Kate, we've been talking about Phil's transformation when the Lord saved him. One of the concepts I'm always reminding myself of as a Christian in Hollywood is that I didn't find God in Hollywood because he wasn't lost. I was lost and he found me. And Phil didn't find God. God found Phil and changed his heart and uh, changed him into a new man. How did seeing that change in your husband affect your relationship with God, Miss Kay? Well, it was wonderful. You know, Phil was just so distrusting and he really distrusted me. And for me to finally see that he loved me enough to trust me, and uh, it just made me complete because it was always that embarrassment of what he might say or, you know, how he did of this not trust. And even in me, because I think, well, I can see why he wouldn't trust people out there that are doing bad. But here I was, been faithful to him for all those years. And, uh, you know, why would he all of a sudden think I would just take off with somebody else? I told him that was the stupidest thing he ever thought in his life because I waited and waited and waited because I knew God could change him. But, I mean, he would not understand that I, I was there. I wasn't going anywhere, and I wasn't going to act like he did. And I told Phil, I saw the bad in you with that, and I wasn't going to do that. It helped me to live a better life just watching how bad Phil was. But then I knew that God could change him, and of course he did. Phil, how did, how did the Lord changing you through the gospel affect the way that you treat your, your, uh, your kids as a father? Has it made you a better dad? It's made me a much better dad. 
You don't realize, Kurt, until when I'm sitting at that podcast, I'm looking at my oldest son right in front of me, across from me at the table, and just on his right is Jason, the second son. And if someone had told me that we would be discussing spiritual matters, I would be doing that with my sons, with my children. And so our podcast is just a family structure there. And Willie Boy comes with us from time to time. And that youngest boy of mine. So we, we get together and we, we're, I, I said, people won't listen to what, what I have to say. But something about the family structure, if it's intact and Jesus is the head of it, people from all over this earth, they come from miles around and fly in. I asked a, a guy one time here about six, eight months ago, I said, where are, you, where are you from? He said, I came all the way for you to baptize me, uh, Brother Phil. So I said, okay. So I baptized him. I said, where are you from? He said, Samoa. And I said, Samoa. So, so Kirk, we've got people that's coming all the way from Samoa to put their faith in Jesus. So, uh, and I'm there with my two sons on the podcast. It is a, a great thing to, for a family structure to be with Jesus at the center of it, to have that kind of uh, momentum going. It just, it, 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 I just don't have the words to describe it when you're talking to your own children about Jesus. It is. The, the, the family, I think, is, is the most important, perhaps, institution that God has created, and it's his primary instrument for advancing his kingdom on the earth. Being a mother, being a father, what a sacred role and a, and a powerful position to bring about positive change in the world. Your story is so exciting. I'm so excited that it's coming out in this movie format. And th then we get to the point in the story where these duck whistles of yours, Phil, sort of take off. And all of a sudden, people, people are hearing about Buck Commander, Duck Commander. And that really interrupted your simple life of fishing and hunting. I mean, you had a whole circus going on, TV shows and, and you know, Duck Dynasties and Hollywood. Uh, did you see this as an interruption to your simple life, or was this an unexpected blessing? All of these were unexpected blessings. I had no idea it would be on any kind of television show. And the people from New York and California got together, and they said, why don't we try maybe filming a functional family? And someone else stood up in the back. I, I told these guys that. I said, someone, well, someone stood up in the back and said, well, we'd like to do it, but where would you find a functional family? And then someone else said, well, what about this bunch right here that, that they make these videos about chasing ducks? And they started watching some of those. And from that, we ended up on television, you know. And as it turned out, you got to remember, when, when I was a sinful man and my sinful past, I ended up, my love it was always for something in the woods because I stayed a lot of time in the woods. But if someone would had told me all that will wind up uh, in, in television shows and at the same time making me a millionaire, I would have said, are you crazy? <laughs> but that's what happened. I've been so impressed at, at your, your humility and your desire to continue to live a relatively simple life. 
You know, I, I came to your house out there in the woods with my boys and I roll, rolled up on your, on your place with the dogs barking and, and uh, I said, Phil, is this the same house you've always lived in with Miss Kay, you know, even before Duck Dynasty and you became famous? And, and you s- said something to the effect of, well, why would I want a bigger house? You know, uh, uh, how, how many toilets can a man use? Uh, why would I want a bigger bed? You know, what I have is just fine. The only thing that's changed is now we have a bit better of a menu to choose from. Someone said, what was the biggest change that happened when you repented? I said, and then you started appearing on these television shows. I always tell them the greatest change has been the menu. That's right. (laughs) We ate a lot of fish and we ate a lot of ducks, uh, Kurt, a whole lot. Well, with with Buck Commander and Duck Commander, uh, Phil, how important was it to you to have Miss Kay's support in all of this? Oh, she meant everything. In other words, when I started to trust myself, I, from that time on, for the last, ever since I've been 28, I constantly have this, this like 1 Corinthians 15, I stood on these verses and I would not budge. Brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, on which you've taken your stand. By this gospel, you're saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you believed in vain, The Apostle Paul wrote this, for what I received, I passed on to you, and I hope everyone is listening to this. This is the most important thing there is. First importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures and appeared to these various people. I stood on that from the time I was converted, and I'm still standing on it. I'm humbled by how many that I've marched down there and walked out there in the edge of the river that I fished on and duck hunt on, and I baptized them, and they come up. And one of them asked me, said, are there any alligators down there? I said, yeah, there's a few, but I've killed most of them. I said, I don't think they'll bother you. I said, let's just trust in God and go with it. <laughs> I said, there's a few cottonmouths we'll have to step around, but you'll be all right. God will protect you, son. <laughs> But there's been a mighty throng that's gone down there in the river. So it's one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of. It's reaching out to my neighbor. I love them all. Whether they hate me or not, that's fine. And uh, we just continue to preach the gospel. Our children, Alan, the oldest, uh, he does travel all over the United States and speak about Jesus and, and even goes out of the country. My son Jason does the exact same thing. Then there's Willie. He's our uh, he's our funny son because he's also has a lot of business that he's made separate and apart from us because he's just a great businessman. But he also has had more kids than as many as you have that come and go out of his house. I'm telling you, I'm glad they got a big house because there's always boys that are there because my son wants to help them be a better Christian. And they just blend in with my grandkids. You wouldn't believe it. Every color, every size, every age, everything. He is just, he draws people. And then there's the son, Jelp, our baby. And Jelp has a real love for orphans. And they have a place, uh, I believe it's in another country, but they support the 
the orphans there, and Jep goes down and speaks to them, helps them, loves on them, plays with them. I mean, and his family. So they all have such special gifts from God for each individual they love and help, and I'm so proud of them for that more than anything else. Phil, I believe that one of the most precious and valuable gifts that God gives to a man is his wife. What's one of the qualities about Miss Kay that you have come to really admire? She is level-headed, and uh, she, she won't talk your ears off. She's a great Patience. cook. She's a, uh, the epitome of uh, a, a Jesus-following female, and she's a, I just wish there was more females to hear her, hear her story, but she is a kind, gentle woman, and she finally learned, you know, she trusted in me for a while, but she was teetering there with my sorry hide. But once I became a Christian and once I, I we just bond now as one. And, and she's funny. Huh? She's funny, too. Miss Kay said <laughs> she's funny, too. She's telling a joke. Miss Kay, how, how would you um, encourage some some wife who might be watching this interview whose husband is running down the wrong road, the same path that Phil was going down. How would you encourage her right now? Well, I would tell her, of course, she needs to love God first which, and, and love her church family because they're going to help her. And uh, also to love her husband and to, uh, you know, to just love him even though he's doing those things. You show him the right example and the way he should act but you don't lord over him and you don't not respect him because he is her husband. And even though you don't respect the fact that he's not following God, but you want to show him, I love you and I know someday you'll be that man. But for now, I love you with all my heart, soul, and everything. And I want to be with you and love you and spend time with you. And you let him know that. You let him just keep on. And I'm telling you, you pray and God will hear, and one day, hopefully, he will come and be the man you want him to be. And sometimes it doesn't even end up to the end of your life, but guess what? God will work every time. That, that is so on point, and you loved Phil the way God loves us. We're not what we could be. We're not what we should be, but we're not what we used to be. And God can work in anybody's life. What, what do you hope people will take away from your story when they see it on the big screen? I say don't give up. That's what my encouragement is. Don't throw in the towel. Please give God a chance to work. If people want to find out more about your upcoming movie, where can they go to find more information? Theblindmovie.com. And just spread it, spread it, spread it, because we need more good movies. I love movies you've made, Kurt. I've loved people that put out Christian movies that try to help, and I, I go to everyone I can. But I want people to be able to reach out and know about us. So everybody that is a Christian should share. We share Jesus. Let's share about this movie, because it is made not to make us money. It is made to make people change their lives and come to Jesus. It's made kids come back home. It's made 
marriages stay together, not part. And uh, people that have nobody loving them, you can look around and find those people. And this movie will help you with that. Because I'm telling you, just to look at me and Phil, we have nothing but you saw our house. We're as plain as plain can be. And everybody will come down and say, this is where you live? It's really pretty down here by the river, and it's beautiful trees. But, you know, they think we should have a mansion. I said, I will have a mansion in heaven. We don't need one here. Hi, I'm Kirk Cameron. Thanks for listening to this episode of Takeaways. If you love the conversations that we're having, please follow or subscribe to this podcast to never miss any of this great content. And please consider leaving a positive rating and a review to help others like you discover this show.